welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I was going to say coffee talk, but this is not a coffee talk. This is a regular episode. <laughs> this is episode three of season five. So if you've just joined us, I'm Robin of Tired Witch Everywhere, and I'm joined by the beautiful Maria of Maria the Arcane Everywhere. And later this episode, we're going to be joined by Paula Victoria Dye, which is very exciting. She's going to talk to us about palmistry. Mm-hmm. So stick with us. It should which, be good. Yeah. And we did want to mention that we do have a class this month. It's actually going to be like a couple days after this is released yeah on sunday so you still have time to make it and if you don't want to sign up for patreon you can always do the event right um but it's going to be with eloheim lafar and it's going to be on a dream witchery i'm very yeah it's gonna be really exciting and the links for patreon and for the Eventbrite are all in our bio or you can head to our website coffeeandcauldrons.com where the links to all of this happily live just right there <laughs> I would like to say before we get into anything else for anybody because mm-hmm. I have had a couple people ask me recently what is the Patreon what is Patreon Patreon is an app and a website it's called patreon.com we're on there you can go to our website to find it it's the red logo um, and Patreon is like a monthly subscription website where we post things like ad free episodes of the podcast we have classes that get posted there um, articles that get posted there and all of it is depending on your tier of course connects to discord which is a community chat center app and -hmm. website (laughs) uh, where we have all the events that we talk about so like for example this weekend I'm doing a sewing circle for our monthly ritual we have book club we actually have two book clubs because there's also the smut book club we've got um, the class like Maria just said Mm -hmm. Uh, we've got monthly meditations we have just like a lot of stuff going on and so I have had like probably half a dozen people ask me about it recently so I just wanted to kind of reinforce what patreon is we try to not get too preachy about it on here um but enough people have asked me about it that i just wanted to clarify that patreon is an app it is a website and it is where we offer just kind of a continuation of the podcast and by joining the patreon that's how we're able to fund the podcast um, as well as the community that exists within it so there's a lot of really cool stuff that is going on over there and if you would like to support us on patreon we would love to have you Yes, yes, please. <laughs> it's basically like a blog and a shop yeah. and all that all together. It's very, very nice. Yeah, there's just a ton of stuff going on there. And yeah. if you join Patreon, you get the backlog of every article and every post and every class that we've ever posted on there, which is like 500 things. Yeah. Um, and then we have a Discord it's, community. Like, Yeah, it's a lot. And we have a very active Discord community. Very active. So, very active. <laughs> they never shut up. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I am the top, com- like, commenter on there as the record board shows. So, <laughs> I'm literally um, talking about myself. <laughs> but we did want to mention also that on our Coffee Talk, we have a number now that you can call us and leave a voicemail and tell us your like witchy stories, your ghost stories, or anything you think the community would love to hear. And if you do want to leave that voicemail for us, it you can call us at 351-207-0799. 
We have so many voicemails too. Our next I'm episode, our next coffee talk is gonna have to be a voicemail one. That's we fine. have like twelve right now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited. That's fine. That sounds good to me. Yeah. Join us this episode. Every episode, we talk about upcoming lunar phases and how you can utilize those in your personal practice. Um, these are not personal astrological check ins, these are just what Maria and I recommend if you utilize the moon and want to work with it in terms of spells and just being a witch. <laughs> Um, that being said, this Saturday, so February 24th, the full moon is going to be in Virgo. And Virgo full moons, I think, are really nice. <laughs> uh, they're really good for kind of putting foundations back in terms of your magical practice and kind of getting organized as Virgo's love. But because of that foundational moment. <laughs> uh, I personally think Virgo full moons are really good for cleansing and protection magic. That mm-hmm. That's my personal, like go-to um that being said um i would recommend doing things like if you haven't put wards up in your house this is a really good time to do that uh maybe your altar is a friggin' disaster i know i talk about this a lot on social media when was last time you cleansed your altar maybe you're somebody who it's been a little while since you've cleansed your altar this is a good time to utilize kind of just refreshing things getting that incense ash off your altar and just really focusing on organizing your own practice in a way that is both respectful and working for yourself (laughs) um as i already said earlier the discord is doing a sewing circle which i feel is very virgo full moon of us (laughs) (laughs) i mean i think that sitting down together and everybody kind of doing their own thing but doing it together in a very like organized fashion is it's giving virgo in my opinion (laughs) Um, and we're doing protection like pockets which again is re-emphasizing doing the cleansing and protection magic and i think it's gonna be really good so i think focusing on the basics is perfect for virgo full moon what about you so for me, um, Virgo, like, you know, they're the big planners and organizers and they love to learn and all that. I think this moon would be great to think about plans and goals that you need to like wrap up currently and that yeah. you want to like come to fulfillment or even something that's already kind of come, fulfill- <laughs> come to fulfillment and you just kind of need it to give it a little bit extra oomph. Like you want more yeah. results, better results. Like this moon would be a great time to get those better results. Um, or if like you have been learning or studying anything, like I, you know, I'm in my apprentice like phase thing right She's now. She's in her going back to college. Um, I am years. without the pressure. <laughs> but um, but yeah, like if you've been learning something, this would be a great mood to like keep like laying the groundwork to keep that exploration energy of exploration going. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, like to yeah. keep your hunger for it alive because you know life sometimes gets in the way when you're like learning something and you're like, oh well, crap! I was taking all these classes, having a lot of fun, and now like life has gotten in the way, <laughs> and yeah. you totally forget about it and you stop doing it. But this moon would be a great time to be it's like, it's easy no, to burn out in I'm... those situations too. Well, yeah, if you're so busy in other areas of your life, you're just like 
you know, you start cutting things out and <laughs> just, <laughs> but yeah, but that's what I would do. every episode we go over some tarot cards in the past we've gone over like individual cards and we've also gone over like whole different sections in tarot like the aces the ones the queens the kings the major arcana, <laughs> the minor arcana we went over everything that was a previous season but this year we are concentrating on themes that we find in tarot and our thoughts on said themes and which cards we think represent those themes obviously we can't get to every card that may represent these themes like that's unrealistic so we're just gonna pick like three of our (laughs) favorites or ones that resonate right now and share them with you guys but so (laughs) for this theme i picked exhausted and burnt out and if you're (laughs) like us february has been these things in the longest year (laughs) it has been the longest year the longest year ever. <laughs> I swear I can't. Like, I can't believe it's only mid-February. Like, how? Tell me. That's not true. We have seven days left in this month. And I, I'm i not counting down personally, but I am. <laughs> fair. I am. Yeah, yeah. Fair, fair, fair. <laughs> so, um, this time, I thought I would talk about starting off with the eight of wands reversed okay so when upright i call this the ebb and flow card what comes up must come down um (laughs) it's like it represents like us going on vacation like the excitement that builds up on vacation to Mm -hmm. go on it and be on it and then you have it's like the whole crash back down to reality which is represented when it's reversed um but this also represents like being super energetic and devoting a lot of your time and energy towards something like you just go that's all that's on your mind that's all like your passions and stuff is all towards this one thing and if you're not watching it and if you're not being careful you're going to crash you're going to crash back down to reality and depending how hard you went on this project like depends on like that will show like how bad the how bad the crash is like i see this a lot like for people who are chronically ill um like when they go way too hard use way too many spoons and then all of a sudden they're like where's my spoons i don't have any i'm gonna be where's my spoons go (laughs) we live on the couch now (laughs) yes (laughs) yes okay and then the next card is the queen of cups reversed and like upright the queen of cups is really good at regulating like other people's emotions with her emotions like she's a listener she takes in other people's emotions and listens to them and gives her own advice on the emotions but when she's reversed she is like done like all she does is listen to other people like being upset and complain and taking that all in and no one's listening to her emotions and how like sad and overwhelmed she is and she's just kind of like crashed that's when she goes and introverts and like i'm done with people for a little bit (laughs) um but yeah that's a special type of burnout. Okay, and then the next one. Is... She's telling me I don't listen to her enough. <laughs> you do, you do, you do. <laughs> um, is the tower. And that is when the universe steps in and tells us, you've been doing too much. Now I'm yeah. going to come in and fuck everything up. 
fucking up. Like everything's on fire. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> yeah, it's like the Eight of Wands where you just keep going. Like you've already pushed back past like burnout. You're just going, going, mm-hmm. going. And the universe is like, you know what? Mm-mm. We're not, we're not doing that. <laughs> everything's on fire and everything's collapsing. And now you're gonna have to deal with the consequences, like bodily wise and emotion wise, and even the consequences of going too hard outside of ourselves because that does happen like when we burn out sometimes we burn out relationships we burn out like chances we could have taken because we were devoting all our time and energy towards one thing when we should have been concentrating on you know the whole rather than the minors (laughs) but how about you so my chronic illness card, because you brought yours up and that's exactly what I was thinking with my first one, is the Four <laughs> of Swords reversed, mm-hmm. which is that your body or your mind or whatever keeps telling you, we got to slow down. We've got to relax. You're already at your limit. Um, if my husband was here and using this as an analogy, he would say that your heart rate is already at max and you've got to slow it down because he's a cyclist and he talks about these things um, oh that resonates and, a lot anyways yeah and so it's your body <laughs> your mind whatever is are is literally screaming at you mm-hmm. you're at your max you've got to chill out and you just keep going yeah it's it is as soon as you started talking about spoons um i was like yep that's mine too the first one uh the next one is the ten of swords that i've got i think this one is pretty obvious visually speaking it talks about yeah you know being stabbed in the back a whole bunch um but I feel like the Ten of Swords, like when it comes up for me in readings, typically it's because everyone is putting too much on your plate. So maybe your job is stretching you too thin, the relationship you're in, um, perhaps you're doing all the cooking, the cleaning, whatever, you're the one providing the most um, labor in terms of your household, Mm -hmm. Uh, whatever it might be, it's other people putting it upon you um, and it's just a little too much to handle and perhaps it's time to communicate um, what we can and we can't do so Mm -hmm. that we can heal from that a little bit. Uh, And the last one I have is the Seven of Wands reversed. So upright, as we know, the Seven of Wands is trying so hard at something, being ready to throw in the towel, but continuing Mm -hmm. to move forward anyway. And the Seven of Wands, when it's in reverse, (laughs) is throwing in that towel because we just can't keep going. (laughs) Perhaps it's because of like exhaustion, burnout, Mm -hmm. etc. It can also imply that you are giving up too early. So like, I don't want to dismiss that portion of things as well in terms of interpretation. Mm-hmm. But if we are talking about this specifically with exhaustion and burnout, the seven mm-hmm. of wands reverse is being so done that we have to throw in that towel. Honestly, that the seven of wands like reverse seems to happen right before the ten of swords. Like the seven of wands totally. is like people being like, you need to do this, you need to do this, you need to do this. And you're like, wait, 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 wait. Ah! And then the ten of swords happens when it's like smack. <laughs> yeah. No, a thousand percent. I completely agree with you. Yeah. And even I completely agree with what you said about the four swords because even when it's reversed, like if you look at it, the swords are like pointing at the body going up. Yep. It's like you're, it you're is, not done yet. You need yeah, to it stay is, rested. It is, to, in my opinion, 
the signs were all there for you, baby. And you chose to just go, I can keep going, actually. I don't need to listen to my body. <laughs> Which is okay, like the exact opposite of the Seven of Wands of Earth, but still. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> in this episode we are joined today by paula victoria of p is for palmistry welcome thank you for being here thank you both for having me i'm so excited to be on the podcast i've been listening to the podcast since pandemic days and i feel like it was the perfect way to feel connected to the community while being really stuck at home so just kept it going from there yeah and i love that it just feels very conversational and very approachable so thank you both for having me Oh, thank you for saying that. Do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about yourself and kind of what's going on with you? Yeah, (laughs) sure. I would love to. So as Robin said, my name is Paula Victoria and I am a professional palmist. Uh, I'm also an interior designer and I like to joke that I am an interior designer and I talk about people's interior design through palmistry. So it's a little (laughs) bit of both worlds, right? Working with people and their homes. Um, But in terms of palmistry, I've been reading palms for a very long time. I learned from my grandmother who taught me at a very young age. She was not a professional palmist, so a lot of people assume that she was this really elderly Filipino woman who was really witchy, like a bruja. She's not at all. She's a very superstitious Catholic. But as that goes, she, you know, would say, oh, look at this line. It looks like you're going to live long or marry rich. And uh, it looks like, you know, you're a very loving person. And then that kind of got me into learning about uh, how to connect with people and how people are in the world and how I can learn about all the different types of people that there are. So after my grandmother sort of introduced me into that, that's how I dove into finding books at Barnes and Noble and at the local library and really just dove in deep. And I've always just stuck to palmistry. It just really, really stuck. So since then, I started a professional palmistry business in, I want to say it was 2021 now, 2020, Mm -hmm. 2021. Uh, And it just started as an Instagram. So it just started as posting my knowledge online. Um, My I was working remotely when we first moved to LA around that time and my mm-hmm. wife was in the office. So she would send me Facebook messenger messages of people's palms and say, can you read this person's palm? And so that's kind of how it started. Um, before then it was really on and off sort of how, you know, people's magic ebbs and flows, their interest in learning about it. And um, so it took off naturally. And so I just leaned into it and really expanded the community, uh, started doing markets, private events. Um, And then, yeah, and then uh, Moondust Press reached out to do a palmistry book for kids, which is very roundabout for me. Uh, And it became sort of this healing the inner child of uh, writing the book for myself when I was little, first learning it. It was like Mm -hmm. the book that I never had when I first started. So yeah, that's, that's just a little little bit about my palmistry journey that's really fun (laughs) yeah i know i like i like what you said about the interior design because i know a lot of interior design is like you know blue kind of like blueprints part of things so it's like Mm -hmm. palm is like the blueprints of like the soul and stuff so yeah i love that 
Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's it's like the floor plan of someone's life, you know? The exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so tell our listeners, what is palmistry and what separates it from other forms of divination? Sure. So palmistry, or there's many names for it, chiromancy, it is the study of the hands, the palms in particular. There's lots of different facets of it, and there's been lots of different iterations of palmistry throughout history. So from what we know in written history, palmistry started about, um, I want to say 4,000 years ago is when it was first written and recorded, uh, you know, in any sort of form of writing that we have. I'm sure it's Mm -hmm. much older than that. But it first started in China and India. And in China, it was very medicinal. It, um, a lot of doctors looked at the hand for uh, to diagnose people and to sort of pick the herbs that they needed in order to heal. And they also used thumbprints. Emperors used thumbprints to sign important documents rather than a signature because no one could forge it. Yeah, so, that makes sense. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then in India, it was also for healing practices. I know less about um, Vedic palmistry. I study more of a Western, so I won't speak too much about that. And then as time went on, uh, a lot of people in history used palmistry to plan battle tactics like Alexander the Great, and it worked pretty well for him for a while. So he used it for battle strategy in order to, you know, do all the things he did and uh, and then it became this practice that passed on through travelers and that's how it went through Europe and came to the US and to Americas uh, and then that's sort of the palmistry we have today so it's gradually evolved over time there's several ways of practicing but it is very much the study of the hand the shape of the hand the mounts of the hand and the lines of the hand so there's different elements sometimes it can be injuries to the hand depending on how you practice yeah. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. I've never learned anything about palmistry. <laughs> it's always something that I've meant to learn about. And so mm-hmm. I always just find it so fascinating when you have these little pockets of divination that mm-hmm. I don't know, that I don't know anything about. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I looked at it in like high school and I did a lot of research into it, but I don't know. Since having kids and, you know, having a kid, I'm like, my brain just went meh. So I need to relearn. <laughs> I get that a lot, actually. Most of the people that come to me for readings, even though they could be other readers or they have a really deep practice, they've never had their palm read for a lot of different reasons. And sometimes it's just because they're scared I'm going to tell them when they're going to die, which is totally false. (laughs) I cannot tell you that. I'm sorry if you want to know. Actually, someone the other day said, I would love for you to tell me when I'm going to die so I can just live it up. (laughs) No. 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 So we had opened up our questions for you to our mm-hmm. discord and one of the big ones that kept coming up like multiple people asked it is getting your palms read is this something you should do like routinely once like if you were going to do it more than once how often would you recommend somebody do something like that So the lines on your hands change throughout time. So one time throughout your whole life probably won't cut it for your whole life, right? Your fate is in your hands. So you decide 
after you get a reading, any reading really, not just palm readings, how you take the message, what you do with it, right? And I'm sure, you know, reading tarot, it's the same thing. Someone can keep coming back to you and say, so I still haven't found love and, you know, they haven't done anything. So um, it really depends on the person and it depends on, I like to look at hand types. So the four archetypal hand types are uh, elementally based. So someone who's an earth hand might like structure and they want the same routine over and over again. They want that nine to five job, something really stable. Someone like that might not need a palm reading once a year, maybe once every 10 years or as major events happen is a good sort of marker for that. But someone who's a fire hand who might be a little bit more impulsive, who needs constant change, think of sort of lighting a candle or a bonfire and how you know spontaneous the flames are. That's sort of that personality. Um, I would say once a year on their birthday or a holiday um, to get a palm reading or to read their own palms and see how the lines change. So yeah, it kind of just depends. Um, if you have a lot of major life changes too, like you get married, you have children, you move, you change careers, those can be indicators that uh, you could kind of check to see how that's affected the trajectory of your life. That's so fun. I didn't know that. I thought it was yeah, like a one are... and done sort of thing. <laughs> Yeah, it happens a lot to me where someone said, oh, I got my palm read because I always ask, have you had a reading before? And then I <laughs> preface it with how my readings go. And a lot of times people, if they have had readings, they're like, oh, one time 20 years ago, I was in high school and it was one of those, you know, second floor walk up readers. Right. They pulled me from the sidewalk and they told me I was going to die in 30 years or something like that. So <laughs> it's there's a lot of stigma around palmistry, I think, because of how some people you know, uh, ex Choose have experienced to... it. Oh yeah, that's yeah. just like with tarot. It's, yeah, just like tarot. <laughs> I mean, I, 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 I don't know how often I get told that I'm a scammer and it's like, mm, I don't know about that, but okay. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> how, what are you doing that's like so terrible that you're scamming them up, you know? <laughs> yeah, I just, I mean, obviously everybody's entitled to have their own opinions about things, but I do think that there are a select few people that give the the much bigger picture a really bad name and that's unfortunate right. yeah so if someone wanted to get into palmistry what advice would you give them so there's a lot more resources now than I had on my the beginning of my journey. So there's kind of tiers of how interested are you? If you're just if you just heard this podcast, you're like, oh, I've never thought of learning palmistry. Uh, Google carefully. I would think Google's <laughs> free, right? Like researching on the internet is free. So it's a free resource. It's great. Um, there are a lot of really great overall articles of here are the basics of palmistry, maybe mm -hmm. through major you know, online publications, actually. Uh, when mm -hmm. I was researching for the book, I was really shocked because that didn't exist before. That's probably in the last five years. People are more interested in learning about themselves in different ways, I think. So um, I would start there just to learn basics. Don't, you know, everything with a grain of salt. And then mm -hmm. there's also a lot of really great books. So if you're new to palmistry, I would just check out your local bookstore. I would, you know, look for books that are online and look for books that have a lot of pictures. Um, it's just easier to learn that way. I would stay away from text heavy books um, or books that have a few images. Maybe I think one of the good ones, I don't know the author off the top of my head, but if you look it up, um, it's the Palmistry Bible. And it's really simple because it's very graphic um, yeah. and it's a really good 
beginner, let's dip the toes in the water kind of book. Um, totally. Really easily accessible. It's it's like a little square book and it's like this thick, but it's all pictures. And then... Especially um, when you're dealing with something that is so like detail-oriented, I can see why photos would be so helpful. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Um, and then there's also another great... It's sort of a palmistry kit, but I really love it. Um, and Helena's wonderful. Uh, so her there's a palmistry kit called Handful of Stars. It's it's underneath my laptop, so I'm, I'm, that's, that's what I'm looking at. Right now, but a Handful of Stars, and it's a palmistry guidebook and a printing kit. So you can actually uh, use ink to roll on your hands that's and so print it on a piece of paper and look at the lines that way if you have a hard time looking directly at your hands. So it's really fun. So All fun. ages. Um, yeah, super fun. Um, and then as you get deeper into it, a book that a lot of palmists swear by is um, uh, The Art and Science of Hand Reading. And it's by Ellen Goldberg and Dorian Bergen. And that is sort of the seasoned palmist all the info you would ever need. It feels like a textbook, like a college textbook or something like that. So um, those are great books. Other than that, as you kind of learn, um, start on your own hands. It's hard. It's like reading your own, you know, tarot. Um, it can be a little tricky, but um, you can start on your own hands uh, and kind of look at the different lines, look at the curvature, look at the shapes, look at the shape of your hand, and then go to trusted friends and family. Don't go to strangers and say, can I read your palm? I would just start with, hey, I'm really <laughs> learning something new. I thought it would be fun to sort of try because it is a great way to connect with someone. Um, you're you're so, saying that someone should be like, hey, I was so for a whole week. week. I'm ready to charge you $50 <laughs> to read your Yeah, palm. please don't do that. It takes a lot of time to practice. Uh, <laughs> I, think, I actually think that walking up to strangers and offering them unsolicited <laughs> life advice is a good idea. Many think this many think so many yeah. reminds, that <laughs> reminds me of the elementary thing where you know like they would be like okay show me your hand and then like oh I see you're gonna have a pool and then they like spit in your hand like that's what I would expect oh. from someone walking up to you <gasps> you've like, never you heard of that one where you like you go like this and then you like pinch from the center <laughs> no <laughs> you've never done that no I guess you and I were just different breeds. No, we just spat in hands. It's a fun. Yeah, we did the California. We don't do that. Um, (laughs) We're civilized out here in California. We don't spit in people's hands. Much to consider. Oh no. So, uh, in terms of like the lines and mounds and all that on your hands, are there any like main points that somebody should know if they were like, I don't know, just like looking at their hand and wanting to get an idea of like where the the main like changes come from? Sure, definitely. So, um, the changes on the hand, I would definitely look at the lines, things like the shape of your hands, the shape stays the shape. I mean, as children grow up, of course, their hand grows into the adult shape, right? right? So a lot of kids' hands are just cute and square and really chubby, and it's it's you don't really know the full shape yet when they're really, really young. Um, but then, and then the mounts, sometimes I've seen mounts change, but for the 
the most part, that's sort of basis of your personality, same as the shape of your hand. Um, the lines, though, one thing that I would look at first that's really simple for everyone to check, uh, and it might take a couple times to check to see the depth of the lines, is just to see how deep your lines are at the moment. That's what changes the most. So we have really deep lines, um, and some people just have very, you know, not as deep lines because of their hand type. But if your hand, if your lines are typically one way, let's say you're ever having a really great day, you're in a great place, that depth is probably your standard depth. Uh, if you're really stressed out or, you know, you're going through a tough time, you have lack of sleep for whatever reason, maybe you just had a baby, uh, then maybe the lines can be a little bit shallow and, and not as deep because you're just, you need to recharge, right? Maybe you're just not your 100%, you know, full tank that you usually are. So that's something that everyone can check really easy to kind of observe. And then it's just a great way to check in with yourself and know, let me be a little bit more patient and kind with myself right now. I'm just not not at my 100% or I'm really doing really great right now. Maybe it's a good time to release this new project I've been thinking about or this new, you know, um, you know, thinking about some new ideas. So great way to check in with yourself. Um, other than that, the way that lines typically change are your headline. So kind of hard to describe on a podcast, but if you look at your pointer finger, and I guess on YouTube, you can see um, right underneath, there's this line here um, that starts on the side of your pointer finger and goes across your palm towards your, the pinky side of your hand. That's called your headline. And so mine kind of stops, you know, underneath my, my ring finger um, or the Apollo finger. And that's how you think. So that changes over time. It can be really short and you're more impulsive or you're quick to make decisions. Maybe you're more big picture thinking and less detail oriented. Um, and then uh, sometimes what I'll see is if it goes straight across the palm and, and sort of in the middle that's a practical thinker that's someone who's going to be really great at you know getting the car with the great ratings like safety ratings and they're going to think about all those things if it curves down to where this is where luna is on um it's a luna mount this is where creativity and imagination lives and intuition. So um, sometimes I'll see that someone has a career change and or is thinking about changing their jobs. And I see that there's this either break or this direct curve that goes from where their practical thinking would be. Mm -hmm. And it goes down to this more creative, imaginative thinking. And then I'll say, well, it looks like there's going to be a major change that makes you more creative or makes you think outside of the box more. So signs point to that it could be a career change. It could be you know some sort of lifestyle change so that's one of my favorite things to look at I've seen that a lot um, in the last two to three years I think in terms of reading people multiple times mm -hmm. um, is the way that they think tends to change the most on the hand that makes sense I love that <laughs> <laughs> so fascinating <laughs> there's a lot a lot of people don't realize that you can I, a lot of the readings I do at markets or in person they're 15 minutes but mm -hmm. you could totally do online and do one hour readings. And I mm -hmm. always go over the hour time because there's just so much, so you much can to talk into. about. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so, cool. um, so 
Do major changes occur in the hands, or is it more subtle? Oh, I guess we kind of went over that. Yeah, um, I know. Yeah. Well, okay. Another one that was asked on our Discord was, like, you mentioned that people get, like, scars and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. How does that read into readings? Like, if you have, like, a scar or, like... Sure. So I tend to read into scars or moles or marks on the hand a little bit less than other readers do. Some mm-hmm. readers are really fascinated by them, and mm-hmm. it's just a style of reading, I think. But if you, let's say, um, you're cooking and you accidentally, you know, cut one of your fingers, uh, it, each finger correlates with a, you know, it's sort of like astrology, a different planet um, or, you know, a different archetype. So um, if you cut your pointer finger, which we mentioned earlier, um, this is Jupiter. And so it could be maybe um, an indicator to focus more on ambition or it's saying it's talking about your self-confidence. So sure. it's sort of a way of, of fate telling you to pay attention. Um, sure. Or if there's something right in the middle of your palm, which, you know, ouch, but if stigmata. you get... <laughs> yeah, there's like a stigmata mark in the middle of your palm. It's not ominous in terms of palmistry, I promise. Um, this whole center part <laughs> of your palm... But it is ominous is if I've done it to you. Yeah. <laughs> so scary. Um, in the middle of your palm, this is what's called the plane of Mars, and it's all about... Um, a- Aggression, not in a, you know, overtly aggressive way, but it's about temperament, I guess is a better word for it. (laughs) So it's a way of saying either, you know, step it up and speak up more, or maybe you should take a step back and stop being so, you know, direct or abrasive, maybe take a gentler approach to whatever's happening in your life at the moment. So uh, it depends on the area you get the cut, I would say. That's really fascinating. Right? (laughs) It really is. It's so interesting. It's time for another hyperfixation, Robin. Like I needed another one. I mean, we had one other question, but we've already covered it in terms of like books that you would recommend, which I will put the books in the caption for anybody who is interested along with Paula's upcoming book. Um, So that being said, I think that's all of our questions. So would you please do us a favor and remind our lovely listeners where they can find you, what you have coming out, just plug yourself entirely here so that way people can circle back. Sure. So again, um, I mentioned Instagram a few times. Instagram, I would say, is the best way to keep up with what I'm doing. I'm very heavy on Instagram. So my Instagram is p.isforpalmistry. Um, and you can give me a follow there. Uh, you can book a reading with me virtually if you are not in the LA area or in the LA area and you'd like a longer format reading. They're really intimate. The virtual readings are very intimate. I also offer PDF readings through my website and you can find the link on through my Instagram, but it's also P is for palmistry.com. Really easy. Um, and then in terms of things that are coming out, 
Um, my book with Moonjust Press is In Your Hands, A Kid's Guide to Palmistry. And that will be coming out this summer, but you can actually pre-order it now and help us gain visibility and read a little bit more about the book through anywhere you buy books, really, um, which is very, very exciting. Um, the easiest way to find it is on Amazon. And instead of Paula Victoria as the author name on there, I would search PV Dai. So my last name, D-A-I, uh, is the author name. So, and just search the title of the book and you should find it and you can pre-order it. Uh, and Moon Just Press, if you want to give them a follow, we'll be posting more and more about the book going on, but they've posted some information on there as well. Um, so those are the best ways to get in touch with me. If you're in the LA area, you can follow me on Instagram to see upcoming markets and events. My next one uh, is in March. If you're just listening to this now, my next one is in the middle of March, the third week of March. So you can come find me in person. Um, and yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> Very exciting. Yeah. Thank you for congratulations on us. the book. Yeah. Thank Majorly. you. Majorly. We're huge Moondust fans yeah. over here. So <laughs> it's very exciting. And like I said before, everybody, this will be in the bio. Everything that she's stated in this will, you can find it there for more information. So if you're like, wait, what did she say? Check the bio of the episode. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. stirring your cauldron this week i let me tell you <laughs> this is so funny knowing that's gonna be on video anyway. i know the thing is is what's funnier about it is the fact that we've done it this way since forever mm-hmm. and nobody now knew they, that and yeah now they know <laughs> no, everyone's gonna watch our expression <laughs> i'm so sorry yikes <laughs> anyways <laughs> um so I, what's stirring my culture right now is that I've been moonbathing, but not just for like the full moon. I just, I've been doing it for every phase because, mm-hmm. okay, let me go into my whole psychotic thing, <laughs> which I do want to say there's no science right now to back this up. So keep that in mind. But, you know, we're witches. We know the moon affects people. And if you're a nurse, you know the moon affects people. But anyways, I digress. Um, <laughs> okay. You know, we go out into the sun to get vitamin D. Correct. And correct. why wouldn't the moon Yes, I am a scientist. Just... That is correct. <laughs> <laughs> why wouldn't the moon be as important? Because the moon does affect the earth. Like, it affects the waves. It affects a lot of different things on our planet and ecologically so why wouldn't it not affect us but so i've been going outside even if it's not the full moon and sitting underneath the waning the waxing and even the dark moon and just kind of like doing some deep breathing exercises and stuff like that i don't bring out my phone if anything i will bring out my journal and i will write in it and that's all that i do for like let's say like 30 minutes um but can i ask you a question yeah but you know when people bathe their buttholes in the sun? Are you oh, doing no, that? I'm not doing just it out of curiosity. No, I'm not sky Boring. <laughs> I really think you should take it to the next level. <laughs> no, I don't even do that in the sun. <laughs> so, <laughs> You're telling no. me that here in the year of 2024, you've not put your butthole to the sun once? No. I haven't no. either. We're really no. boring. <laughs> no one needs to see that. Especially the sun. Poor sun. Sees too much. Sees too much. (laughs) Sorry, sun. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But I don't know. Like, 
even just the practice of it has been very calming and been very important to me, especially lately. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend womb bathing. So if you're into it and you're like, that sounds great, I recommend doing it. And tell me how you feel. Let's do our own scientific oh experiment. Tell me how you feel Perfect. by actually being outside them with the moon. Because I do find out, I do find it's too like cold here. <laughs> it's cold outside too, but I still like I wrap myself in blanket and I wear the like long hoodie, you know, the blanket hoodies that are out now that yeah. go like to your ankle and I just sit out there. <laughs> this girl sat in a snuggie a little... outside. <laughs> <laughs> but um like you know how during the full moon like you get typically super tired and exhausted yeah. or like unhinged. Um I find if I'm outside during the full moon and I'm actually being mindful of the moon, I'm outside spending time with it, I do not feel as exhausted the next day. Hmm, something to consider. Maybe it's just me. I'll consider Maybe it's it. just me. It's been considered. But anyway. Check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'll try it, but I probably am going to have to wait till summertime because it's literally like 18 degrees outside right now in, yeah. in the nighttime. Yeah. And well, I just don't that think that here. I. It's about I just 30 don't think I have that in me. There's not a snuggie <laughs> on earth that will keep me. My toesies warm. <laughs> oh, I go numb, like in some areas. I'm like, well, I guess it's time to go inside. <laughs> this, this feels like this feels like um, ice bathing. Um, yeah. Do you know what I'm which talking about? Which I would about? never and, do. Which I would and, never and do. And yet, here we are. <laughs> so, perhaps that's just regulating your body. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I never oh, thought goodness. of it that way. That's so funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, Robin, what was that? That was, that was terrifying. <laughs> so, Robin, what is not stirring your culture this week? Thank you so much for asking. Oh, you're so welcome. That wasn't as sensual <laughs> as I was hoping it would be. Well, my cat did interrupt it. So yeah. the first take, which was really good. So everyone know that the <laughs> first time she said it, it was really hot and heavy. <laughs> yeah. And then I was like, oh, ghost activity. But no, it was just it was just Marceline. <laughs> just Marceline. <laughs> uh, she didn't, she's turning into an old lady. And so she's doing a lot of like slight slinking about. And I'm just like. <laughs> She's girl. in her crone phase. Yeah, she really is. <laughs> Including doing stuff like laying down like in my spot and then refusing to move. So anyway, I digress. Claim your space, but, girl. <laughs> what is not stirring my cauldron right now yeah. is mm -hmm. <laughs> the same thing that's not stirring Maria's cauldron right now, <laughs> which is Pluto moving into Aquarius. Um, in general, now I'm not an, an astrolo ast astrologer. Uh, Astrologers. Words are hard. Um, I'm not an right. astrologer, but my understanding of Pluto and Aquarius is it affects things like our ego um, in a pretty significant way. And everybody's being so mean, including myself. Like, I'm not sat here pretending like I'm above um, everyone else. I'm also being a massive see you next Tuesday. I know that. Okay, I'm self-aware. I'm working on it. <laughs> but everybody's being like really testy. Everybody is not giving people grace. We've talked about this in our Discord 
But hey guys, we, we've noticed that everybody's getting a little touchy with each other. <laughs> um, which is not like our Discord at all. So um, yeah, I'm not, I'm not vibing with it. I'm pretty much ready at this point for that to be done. And I'm pretty sure that we have a very long time before that changes. Oh, definitely. I mean, Aquarius is such like an individual sign, but they still like community and doing well for community but their individuality can sometimes get in the way where they're like oh my thoughts are the most important thoughts and i think that energy causing a lot of conflict a lot of conflict if you're on threads like the world is on fire on threads i've blocked so many people and have hidden i love threads Holy cow. I got in a fight with somebody on threads the other day. Not a fight. and Not, not an actual fight. But this guy this just kept commenting <laughs> on my stuff. No, that wasn't even the JK Rowling post. This oh, was a totally no. separate post where this guy basically called a mutual friend of mine some bad names. And so I was like, are you good? Because <laughs> you know me. I always have to defend people um, when mm-hmm. they're my friend. <laughs> I can't mm-hmm. help myself. <laughs> and so I was fully like, are you good, friend? And then they were like, you're, I'm not your friend. And I was like, ooh, relax. And he just kept going um, until he started. I started saying, I think that therapy might be a good choice for you. And he did not like that um, at all and told me a bunch of really horrible things I will not be repeating on the podcast. And I was just like, are you good? Like, <laughs> guy saying the most atrocious shit I've ever heard in my life. You're right, pal. You don't need therapy. You are good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Never been better. <laughs> it's um, just that whole thing of people, like, expressing their truths as the only truths that everyone yeah. should, like, take in. And it's like, guys, this that's not Goodness. how it works. Goodness gracious. Goodness. And stop getting so how to interact. Up. Yeah, stop getting caught up in parasocial relationships. Stop it. Stop it. You look ridiculous. You sound ridiculous. Uh, Speaking of the JK Rowling post that I did, this guy from there, and again, another man, um, went to an Instagram post of mine from a year ago and commented on it being like oh you're selling oils you're a scammer and i was like all right like this is healthy and normal behavior um because i don't like a children's author and then he commented back to me again a week and a half later and i'm like are you okay <laughs> like have we considered i don't know not doing this <laughs> how like i just i can't understand how many how much people just waste their time but whatever it just that gets so mad like anyway mm-hmm. my point being pluto and aquarius is testing our egos no so let's just everybody check yourself because you're riggedy riggedy wrecking yourself so <laughs> start journaling guys start journaling out your thoughts and stop posting them to the internet yeah 100 percent If you've just joined us this week, every week we talk about creators that we are loving right now. This can be shops, books, other podcasters, artists, whatever. Anything that we are just thinking that is super neato. Uh, And these are not ads. This is just stuff that Maria and I are finding organically and think that you guys might be into. Simultaneously, we have a third creator that gets submitted every episode now that is a listener submission. So if you think somebody is super cool and you think the community might like their stuff 
uh, send it to us on social media and we'll try to share as much as we can. Yeah. That being said, Maria, who are you digging this week? So I am loving Blue Ridge Botanic on both Instagram and on threads. I don't know if um, she is on TikTok or anything like that, but she's just so amazing. TikTok users. (laughs) (laughs) No. Um, She goes out into the Blue Ridge Mountains, obviously, and she goes and talks about all the plants that she finds and their like properties and stuff like that. And I just, I love it. I could like watch it all day, just repeatedly, just go click through different videos and listen because it's very interesting. And I love hearing about stuff you can find out in nature and things that I should be keeping an eye out for because it's nice to be able to look at a plant and be like, I know what that is and that is cool. <laughs> know what it's used for. I mean, I don't know. I, I'm My friend Rachel was telling that. me that she's got her three-year-old doing that and I love it. Mm, that's so cute. I love that very much. <laughs> I wish I could get my witchling to get on it, but they're like, right now, they're at that teen stage where they're like outside. Uh, no, no, just indoors. <laughs> so getting them I'm outside to do kid. anything. And they're like, no, no thanks. So it's like, okay. <laughs> but who are you loving? I, um, along with the Smut Book Club of the Discord, was eyeballing a Kindle case from Quirky Cup Collective since, like, August. Mm-hmm. Maybe September. They had, like, teased that they were going to do this Smut Slut Kindle cover, like, um sleeve mm-hmm. and they do a lot of really cool sleeves in general mm-hmm. like if you're not into this the smut thing they do really cool embroidered kindle sleeves that have like the sun and the moon and just beautiful designs and uh yeah the entire group had like alarms on their phone and i had my sleeve purchased within one minute of it going live because i was not going to miss this drop <laughs> as we know i miss every freaking drop under the sun i had mm-hmm. francis put alarms on his phone I was like I'm not missing this <laughs> I have been eyeballing this for months and I got it and I'm very excited should be here next week <laughs> yeah for Cup collective oh, for even They're other things cool. they, like she makes the most gorgeous reading journals ever. yeah stickers just really cool stuff pens she's got mm-hmm. pens now that are really beautiful like the entire the entirety of Quirky Cup Collective is very cute. I just love that, like, the little hive mind that is the Smut Book Club was like, mm-hmm. oh no, we're all getting this. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, four or five of us in the group got it. And, like, considering there's only, like, ten of us, that's a pretty high percentage. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you guys are going to be so cute with your little, True. little sleeves. That is so correct. <laughs> <laughs> Who is our listener twice? <laughs> Uh, one that definitely reflects us <laughs> hidden houses <laughs> they're on oh Instagram and they have like a possum art yeah they're, it's like little, a bunch of a po- little possum art yeah. little possum art and it's all uh, like stained glass <laughs> I love that Our that's just chef's babies. kiss we love trash I love babies. it so we're garbage people yeah. And these are garbage art, and I love it. <laughs> I always like to watch the ones, uh, watch the possums that get, like, adopted because they're hurt, and they're just so They're cute. so cute. With their little nose. They're literally so cute. I don't care if they have, like, crazy smiles. They're so cute. Creepy babies. We love creepy babies. <laughs> <laughs>
thank you all so much for joining us today. Uh, we hope to see you again on Friday, March 1st for our next Coffee Talk episode. As a reminder, we should be listening to some voicemails, which is going to be very exciting. <laughs> uh, or you can join us on March 8th for our next main episode of Season 5. You can keep an eye out on our social media or head to our website, coffeeandcauldrons.com to find out more information or to see what we're up to. Or again, if you're somebody who has asked me about the Patreon, the links are all there so you can head there it's the red button that says patreon <laughs> and don't forget to join us on well this weekend on february 25th for our class with eloheim lafar he's going to be doing a class on dream magic which is very exciting and it's available for the library tier and up or you can head to eventbrite which is also in our link tree um, if you're not interested in the patreon but you are interested in this class and additionally, our Patreon Magical Beginnings offers our special 25-minute part two episode, which we have taken a break from it for like a while now because Robin is obviously on a maternity leave-ish thing still, but that we should be getting that going here. Um, yeah, I think so. next month we're going to be starting them back up again. Yeah, but we have a ton of questions, so very excited to get yeah. to those. But And we also have a huge library of articles about witchcraft, a Discord community full of fun of events uh, fun of events <laughs> fun of events <laughs> and we have a tier that offers one-on-one -on -one conversations with Robin and myself so you can hear us you know say uh, uh, events over and over and over again <laughs> on the phone yeah. but if you are somebody who really wants one-on-one -on -one mentorship that's what yeah. the intent of that tier is for <laughs> oh yes definitely <laughs> The intention is that we help you one-on-one -on -one through your magical practice. It's great. It's fun. <laughs> and we do talk like dummies. <laughs> Listen, we have speech impediments. It's not our fault. <laughs> mm -mm. And please, if you are loving our sexy, sensual, just chef's kiss voices um take a moment to review us on whatever streaming service you are tuning in from so that might be spotify apple if you are here on youtube with us hit the subscribe button and give us a thumbs up um reading your reviews are really important to us like we really enjoy them and rating us at all but five star and above helps us get seen by other people so we would really appreciate it if you could take that few seconds and thank you for everyone who has done it we appreciate you yeah so again this is coffee and cauldrons with robin from out of tired witch everywhere <laughs> and i'm maria from at maria the arcane everywhere <laughs> you ready <laughs> you ready uh -huh. one, one two, two three, three five yeah. <laughs> hey that's that pretty, pretty good, good. that's yeah. pretty good yeah